Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. So I think in a season like this, where things are fresh and new, it's really important to do the things we've been talking about in the Fresh Start series. It's important to think about your habits and your ability to learn things and grow. It's your ability to, and your not just ability, but your desire to develop your personal life emotionally and intellectually. And all of these things, very important. I will say the one thing I think is at a deepest rooted level of actually leveling up is growing spiritually. So pursuing God and growth in your spiritual life in this season, if you're listening to this right now, I want to tell you it's timely and it's on purpose. God is an intentional God. And I think that we don't think he's intentional about things because we are not intentional. And we oftentimes identify who God is based on what we know about ourselves. So if you're doing that, I I highly encourage you to set that aside and look at it for a second. Just do some like self-observation a little bit from the outside and go, huh, I wonder if I'm doing that. I wonder if I'm, you know, people say putting God in a box based on our own boxes that our brains like. Our brains like boxes. They are comfortable and safe and it doesn't matter what shape or size your box is. A box is a box is a box. So when we identify who God is based off of who we are, we can really get out of alignment. And if we will stop and look at the intentionality of God, that he would put a book in front of you at the right time or a podcast episode at the right time, or even let you hear a specific song. It doesn't have to be a worship song. He will bring something to you in the right timing because he wants to make an impact and he's speaking to you through the things going on. And and I believe that right now, if you're listening to this episode, there is a purpose in it. He is purposeful. He is intentional. And I encourage you to let your spirit rise up and pay attention. So, and I'm I'm not saying that because everything I'm going to say is just so wise. Please, please listen. I'm saying it because I really believe that this is something the Lord would encourage you on. And he ultimately is the best life coach, right? So I think that this is an area he would love for you to grow in, for me too. And he wants to speak to us about how to draw nearer to him, how to chase after him, how to 
level up spiritually and go higher, go higher places, climb the ladder, right? Jacob's ladder, not the hustle ladder, (laughs) not the corporate ladder, but Jacob's ladder where the angels, he saw angels ascending and descending from heaven. So let's go there. First, I'm going to say that I think we have to consider what our actions and our behaviors are bringing to the world around us. Are we intentionally, purposefully pursuing living lives like Jesus? And what does that even mean to you? And how would you apply it to your daily life? Luke 9.23 says that Jesus said to everybody, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I'm okay. <laughs> That's, I read that. And I'm like, you know, carrying a cross is hard and it's heavy. And I don't feel like it every day, right? It is something I have to set my intention upon. It's something I have to have is it's a life purpose to go after him and to deny myself, to take up my cross and follow Jesus. That right there, I think is step number one, consider what your life looks like and how that's actually manifesting in your life. Two, I'm always going to tell you to read books that invite you deeper into the word and into the man Jesus and listen to things, podcasts, audiobooks, music, all of the things that are input. Do what you can to cut out things that are not of the Lord and add things in, especially in a period that is dry, that is difficult, or that is dark. And when you go that direction, now now hear me saying, I'm not telling you to only read Christian books, only listen to Christian music, only watch Pure Flicks and The Chosen. This is not what I'm telling you, but I am telling you to manage yourself well. I am suggesting that your, your life atmosphere, your wholehearted living is going to be directly tied to the, the amount of input you get from things that are aligned with the word. And if if the balance, uh, the, what's that thing called with the kind of the justice balance thing where, you know, it's the, the scale, right? This, when, when the scale gets out of balance and there's very little word and there's very little inspiration of Holy Spirit being inputted, input into your soul, and it's very heavy on um, true crime podcasts and <laughs> social media and comparison and, you know, whatever music you're listening to. Again, it's not that you can't have some of the things, but all things in moderation. And just because something is allowed doesn't make it beneficial is what the Bible says. So consider what you're allowing to come into your spirit, into your soul, and what do you need to remove for you personally? Because it's not a blanket statement. You need to find out, you alone know what is good and beneficial for your soul. And God will lead you in it if you ask him to. So there are so many streams in the body of Christ right now creating incredible 
resources of books and sounds and music and teachings. And man, it is like we are in a rich period of Christian history with the amount of information and inspiration that is literally flowing through people from the Spirit of God. And we have access to it around the world. Like we literally just sent um, solar Bibles to a place that is war-torn currently across the world from us. The fact that we can send solar Bibles to someone or that we can they can actually download the Bible on their phone in the middle of nowhere, I'm come on. The fact that that has happened, God is moving in the world. And I invite you to go find out how he's moving in a way that you can tangibly touch and be partnered with because it will bless you like crazy. But when you think about the music that's happening right now, I, you know, I love, love music. I love worship. I love Christian music. music. I love uh, Johnny Swim. Okay. I think those are, those may be the three, three categories of music right now. Worship, Christian artists, and um, Johnny Swim. (laughs) So hashtag Johnny Swim fan. Okay. So yes, I'm being funny, but don't be afraid to go find new artists and new worship bands and groups that actually will help you to go deeper and higher in your worship times. So yes, you can go to church and listen to whatever they're going to they're going to sing. But there's so much more out there that you cannot get in your song set at church on Sunday morning. And it is all accessible to you on your phone, on your computer. Heck, go buy a CD if you want. I don't care. <laughs> but it is out there and you can have it. And I, I'm going to tell you, like some of my favorites, obviously, right now, I love Maverick City Worship, Upper Room, House Fires. I love Jen Johnson and Brian and Katie Torwald, our friends, United Suit Band. I'm sorry, United Suit Band. That, that's funny. And I'm, I apologize Will and Andrea, but United Pursuit Band um, and Will Reagan, right? Okay, there's also Harvest. I love Harvest. Josh Garrel's super incredible sound. Not at all probably what a lot of you are used to. My friend David Brimer is incredible. Um, I love Lauren Daigle. You know that. Jonathan David and Melissa Helzer, H-E-L-S-E-R. Corey Asbury, he's really come up lately. I like, I love the sound of his voice. He was in Kansas City back with us in the day. And um, he's got that song, Reckless Love, just really blows the world apart. Offended a lot of people that God's love would be reckless. Come on. And I also invite you to check out, there's a girl named Lindy Kofer. She's with Circuit Riders and YWAM which I highly recommend you check out if you are into missions at all, or if you have some young adults in your life that are interested in missions. And she's really incredible. The Lord is just really giving her the nations. It's her, that was his promise to her. And also Kalani Gleckler, which I know it, it's all going to be written out in the show notes because you're not going to know how to say it, but she's incredible. I've actually been following her for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, something like that. 
all these people are incredible. And then if you love soaking music um, and just peaceful music that really has like this high frequency that's healing in the atmosphere, then that would be Kimberly and Alberto Rivera. One of my favorite songs by them is called Royalty. And especially if you're a woman, I would get a box of Kleenex and invite the Holy Spirit to come and yeah, just stop and listen to that song. So, all right, I'll, I'll put all these names in the show notes. I'm not going to link to anything, but their names will be there in the case that you're looking for some fresh wind in your devotional times, your prayer times, just to put on in the house while you're cleaning or working, whatever you're doing in the car. Awesome. So, all right. And I'm going to remind you that communion is really important. It is not something you do twice a year. It's something you can do daily. It is so powerful. Uh, Really pursuing understanding, awareness, and diving into communion is will change your life, really. If you're in a dry, difficult, or dark season, if you need healing spiritually, emotionally, relationally, physically, mentally, communion is you're actually remembering the, the broken body and the poured out blood of your Savior, Jesus Christ, and the, the essence and the action of it and, and the obedience in doing what he told us to do by remembering is so powerful. There are some really incredible books out there on communion. I will put the links uh, to one of my favorites in the show notes. So I also think, you know, as a coach, that it's important to have a future goal in mind. It's important to have intention and purpose you want to move towards. And this area of spiritual life is no less important for that. So take a scripture like Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and actually focus on the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? How fast can you say it? And do you want to be somebody who has these fruits in your character? If you do, it's actually something you have to decide you want. It's like anything else. You have to decide you want it, commit yourself and to the commit to yourself and to the Lord about it. Get vision for what it would look like manifest in your life. Plan a strategy about how to get those fruits and become someone with them and then walk that action plan out. You have to have accountability and measure your growth. You don't just suddenly have all the fruits of the spirit because you said so, because you quoted the scripture. You actually have to become a person of action who who actually walks out what God has called you to, what he is he has laid out before you the example that he has set, who you know that God says he is. It's all in the word, but you actually have to decide, commit, envision, plan, and take action to become the person that you want to be spiritually. And I think it's pretty easy to just know like, Oh, I don't have the fruits of the spirit. I'm so impatient and just get really down on yourself. Um, what about recognizing when you are uh, 
patient, when you are acting the way Jesus would act, when you do say what you think Jesus would say, what if you were to also acknowledge, not just, uh, woe is me, bad is me, dang it, sinner am I, but you also acknowledge when there is fruit in your life and your words and actions and results. It's not always prideful to know that you're bearing good fruit and admit it, but it is always pride in the form of false humility. If you try to make it seem like you're not bearing good fruit just for the sake of trying not to be prideful about it, (laughs) being honest with yourself and even with others doesn't make you prideful because that's that's a condition of the heart to operate in pride and let God convict you of it if that's something going on. But it's not, you know, it's not measured by somebody else's grumpy reaction to the fact that you are kind and know you're being kind because you're intentionally trying to be kind. And if somebody else wants to call you prideful, then let them enjoy their projection and their misinformation. But You can move on. It doesn't mean you have to shut it down. If somebody says, thank you for being so generous, do not answer to them. Well, it's not me. It's all God. Um, It can't be all God. You're alive and he is in you and you had a choice to make. You chose to be generous. Now you can be like, well, he told me to, but I resisted and I didn't want to, but he made me do it. Okay, I admit that's something that's happened to me. <laughs> God made me do it. But eventually, like, really, he didn't, he might have told me to do it, but eventually I actually made the decision to go through with it. Essentially, you're saying you had no part in something when in fact you did. And I'm just going to say, if you don't take responsibility for the good you do, you also won't take responsibility for the wrong. And if you live like this, you're going to blame God for both. So if you're always saying it's God that did everything and made all those decisions and actually took the action and it wasn't you, then that's probably playing out in both sides of your life. The, The things that you needed to do, you should do, and that were good to do, but you're also probably internally blaming God for the things that you weren't supposed to do, you shouldn't have done, you didn't want to do. And that's not going to actually bring integrity and alignment into your life. Take responsibility for what you do. It doesn't matter if it blesses people and they, you're afraid of being, it being prideful that you admit that you are a blessing to someone. Lay that down. That is, it's just not the truth. It's actually the enemy holding you back and you holding you back from recognizing what's actually fruitful in your life, and how you are manifesting the character and nature of your father. So set that aside. Moving on. I would love for you to take a spiritual gifts assessment. There's a a number of them out there. Peter Wagner has one that's associated with his book, Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. It's a good way to know where your strengths and passions and calling are going to flow from in your life, what kind of things you connect to doing. Some of the gifts are things like giving and wisdom and prophecy, intercession, music, hospitality, and and more. Those are areas where you're going to connect your spiritual growth and development to other areas of your life. 
and the way that what's in you actually is released and manifests in the outer world, which leads me to service, serving other people. Serving other people is an amazing spiritual practice when you do it with the Lord. So I would recommend finding a place where, and the spiritual gifts assessment could help you do this, but find a place where you feel like you love serving the people in front of you and do it with God. Even if nobody else goes and does it with you, Jesus will go with you. You can ride in the car and talk to him and then ask him what he says about all the people in front of you that you're serving and then tell them, come on, it's so fun. Just try it. (laughs) You could also just stop and be still and practice the presence of God. Practice hearing what he says to you individually and yeah, just spend more time with him. It that's if that looks like more time in prayer in the morning or a devotional time set aside or in your car or with your family, whatever it is for you, do it and as you grow and you're wanting to level up spiritually, do it another 10 minutes longer. Or do it in a, in a newer, different way and ask him to reveal himself to you. Just be in the presence of God. It will change you from the inside out. And invite other people to walk with you because I promise there are people who wish they had somebody to meet with that would just talk about the things of God without being weird, wacky, religious, stoic, you know, just be a person and talk about Jesus. You don't have to be um, a preacher, a pastor, or a coach, or a podcaster to talk about Jesus with other people. Go to Barnes and Noble, grab a magazine, sit down at a table with a cup of coffee, and chat and see what God does. Invite him to every table you sit at. He wants to show up. Whether it's a book study, a prayer meeting, just getting together for dinner, you know, just talk about growing in God. Ask each other what he's doing in your lives. All of these things are invaluable and the connection with other people in the midst of God's presence and, you know, where two or three are gathered. Come on, let's just gather the people. People are desperate to be gathered, especially today. And, you know, you can ask God for a verse to give your focus to in this season. It can be a week long season. It can be a year long season, somewhere in between, but You can just ask God to show you and highlight a verse to you that would give you some insight about what he wants you to be intentional about right now. And I just can't leave out how important it is to read the word. Get into the Bible, see what happened, and it just speaks to your soul in a way nothing else can when you look at the life of Jesus and you see what happened in those days, what was said, and let Holy Spirit apply it to your life today. And it it nourishes your spirit. Just the act of reading or hearing God's word, it fills your spirit up, even if your soul doesn't feel affected, which means that just because your mind doesn't you know, get any revelation and you still feel the emotions you felt before you read it, or you're still believing lies and your spirit within you is hearing the truth and absorbing it, even if your soul doesn't feel that way, but your spirit's getting what it needs 
and your spirit will inform your soul, especially if you bless your spirit and invite it to kind of take the wheel and drive the car and put your soul and your body in the back seat, right? So this is also part of how Holy Spirit shows up unexpectedly. It's why you suddenly hear a verse in your mind that you didn't realize you knew. It's because your spirit knows and heard it somewhere. Emmanuel, God with you, is connected to your spirit and your spirit's able to receive truth that your soul might be resistant to or just unable to capture and grasp and, and absorb. So it's important to feed and nourish and bless your spirit, even when your soul and your body don't feel like it. Personally, I read multiple translations of the Bible. I do love the Passion Translation. It is a powerful interpretation. It just feels fresh and alive and messes with all my rote memory of a scripture, making my mind kind of wake up to it again and tells me to pay more attention as I'm reading or listening to the verse, right? It's beautiful and kind of spicy and just interesting. And I also read the Christian Standard Bible and cross it with the ESV, which is the English Standard Version a lot. I also really like, there's um, the Living Bible. My mother-in-law, I think she had that back in like the 70s and she passed it on to my husband a long time ago and I love it. So I like to have one of each of the three different types of Bible translations available in order to cross-reference them. So just a, just a tad on that, there's three, tran- three types of translations in, in the Bible. And just because I can right now, I can actually share with you about this because some of you might not realize there's three different types of translation. So there's word for word. It's kind of like the literal versions. There's thought for thought or what we call dynamic. And then there's idea for idea, which is more paraphrasing. So we're taking the Hebrew and the Greek and translating it either literally, dynamically, or in paraphrase. Because the Greek and Hebrew languages, they just explain and express things so drastically than we do in English, the word-for-word translations lose cultural references and all of the figures of speech and the kind of the story, the picture, um, that would have made so much more sense to the audience that was being spoken to in biblical times. So the Amplified, I'm sorry, the Amplified Bible, that's a version of word for word, as are the ESV, King James, NKJ, you know, uh, versions, all of those are literal, they're word for word translations. On top of that, the dynamic translation, which is thought for thought, is a bit easier to read in our modern day, and that gives more context to what's written. So the word is for, you know, the Bible, the word, it's it's meant for every person to be able to read, an everyday reader. So having something that's accurate, but also approachable is really important, especially if somebody's new to the word, like a new believer, right? So the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB, it's one example of a thought for thought translation. NIV and NLT are two others. There's more of them too, but I'm just, these are a couple. The idea for idea versions are actually like interpretations that help you get fresh perspectives, which are complementary to the other two versions. And because I do believe there's a time and place for everything, you can add a Bible like this that's paraphrased to your reading along with other versions or 
you know, one or two more versions. So you can really get revelation when you see them come together. So the passion translation um, I was talking about, that is like an idea for idea translation. Also like the Living Bible and the message. There's There's a number of them out there. So just recognize not one version is better than the other. They all have a purpose and a place. And I think that if you can bring a word-for-word translation alongside a a thought-for-thought translation, alongside an idea-for-idea translation, I think it's a really beautiful uh, puzzle piece that they all kind of come together. And God is just a mystery that we're to seek out. And the rest of us, we're just human beings, do the best we can. And the people who actually take time and feel called to translate the Bible, I'm just going to say I don't think any of them are trying to sway us to go the wrong direction. They're interpreting the Bible, for goodness sake. It's alive. <laughs> it is a it is a living thing. The Bible is a living organism. It's spiritual. And yes, I'm saying have an appreciation, respect, and value for the word in all forms and be careful what you break down and why. Take it to the Lord. So do what you can to read the Bible, both to study it and also something that is good for devotional times. You know, something that you can really cross-reference and dig deep into the meanings and the context and the times, but also find something that is uh, good for you in the morning with like a devotional where you can kind of shut down the intellect and the thinking and actually let it kind of just feed your spirit and your soul. So this wraps up this episode on leveling up spiritually. And obviously, this is not a conclusive list of things to per- that you can pursue to develop your spiritual life. But I do hope it sparks a desire in you to kind of shake things up, right? And if you've enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, the best way to say thanks to me for the info and the coaching is to just go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also be sure to head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and get on the email list for like updates and more about becoming a hero in your own story and a guide to others. So be sure to check out the show notes for the resources I've mentioned. And I bless you today to know the manifest presence of God in your life, to be able to absorb new ways of experiencing him. And honestly, I just pray that you would hear him speak to you right now, today, that he is on purpose and intentionally pursuing your heart. He wants you to know that he has a future full of hope and goodness for you. And he wants you to know all things are possible because you love him and you believe in him and he wants to be with you and help you figure it out. All right. Bless you, friends. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.